kidneys. And one thing that I've found is that a lot of people run on like kidney energy, so kind of like adrenaline. So they get like these big bursts of energy or they can do certain things and then it gets to a little bit more long term, like you said, later in the day or maybe like a week or so on and they find that they're just drained. And I think that's more of like a disharmony between the heart and the spleen or um, there's other kind of organs going on and the kidneys just kind of like kicking in to take over when everything else is not really um, working as well as it should be. Welcome back to the Forever Young Podcast, a Chinese medicine podcast hosted by Chinese medicine graduates. We release episodes every week on a Thursday. If you're new here, feel free to subscribe or follow us to keep up to date with our uploads. I'm Brendan, and I'm joined by Charlene. Hello. Nick. Hey guys, how are you going? And Timmy. Hey yo. I make a conscious effort to actually slow down my name. <laughs> Every time I do the intro, I'm like, I'm Brendan. <laughs> Rather than Brennan. Is that a Brennan? I'm Brennan. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to forewarn everyone listening to this podcast once again because, man, hay fever is killing me. I am. I, I sound very nasally to myself. I don't know if you guys think I'm sounding nasally, but, man. My nose is running like Usain Bolt, I'm telling you. Oh my god. What about I, you guys? I thought we've been over this. Uh, did you just say that's pretty funny? Have we? <laughs> 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 it's Usain Bolt runs. <laughs> and he said his nose was like like Usain Bolt. So it's r- runny. Get it? <laughs> no. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, what like, do you feel like? I feel like they explain like? they explaining the joke kinda of kills a little bit, Tim. I like He I just, he asked me to explain the joke. I was just he was making like, sure that that's well, what both of y'all are joke killers. Charlene, did you get did you give the last episode a listen? The one where you absent or Negatory. All right, I've been because... in recovery mode all week. Yeah, how you, how how you feeling better? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was yeah, strange week and a Fair. bit. So yeah, yeah, but it's fatigue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? that would what do. That would do. Wow, I mean, we well, should uh, take that and go along with it. <laughs> well, if you didn't listen to last week's, go back and listen to last week's because B told a really, really good joke. Yeah, it was oh damn good. Oh my god. It was so good. <laughs> Y'all don't even know. You should have prepared some another joke. Meta things. <laughs> well, the listeners who listened to last week will know. They will. Wait, right, let me. I want to look up another joke now. It's too late now. Right, no, I want to. Ah, uh, no. Okay, yeah, no, I'll prepare it for the end of the podcast, right? And more than likely we'll forget. But in the case that we don't. I got one going. Let's go. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a we'll have a segment in the middle of the podcast just called "Bees Shitty Jokes." <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, or yeah, probably put it at the end because if you put it at the start and they hear my joke, they're just gonna be like, "Yeah, no, nah, I'm not listening oh, to this podcast. Not today. Yeah, not today." <laughs> but then if you put, it or in, it could be the opposite and it reels them in. You know, could do, could do. <laughs> Where's our marketing? We're treated like an ad. <laughs> yeah, I think that sounds about right. I think I think uh, Reddit needs to sponsor us because I'm getting all these jokes from Reddit. <laughs> Oh shit! Too good, too good. Wait, let me just. I want to. I want to find one. Anyways, no, can't find one. Anyway, today, today we are talking about fatigue, um, and how we battle fatigue and how we see fatigue, um, in ourselves and our patients, um, and what this looks like from a Western medicine point of view, what this looks like from a Chinese medicine point of view, and yeah, what practitioners can do and what uh, people at home can do. So I talking about uh, fatigue. I've for the first time in a while I'm chilling with a coffee, and I feel like that's most of, most of the way people kind of deal with fatigue and all that. But we'll get into that a little bit. So Let's apparently the, the actual sure. definition of fatigue. Yeah, the for, the definition of fatigue is extreme tiredness resulting from mental or physical exertion or illness. I feel like fatigue is something quite common um, from from a Western medicine perspective. I don't know if there's Four treatments, but I know there's a few uh, diagnoses. Do you guys know much about the Western medicine side of fatigue? Uh, so for fatigue, this this guy called Professor Andrew Floyd said that it's fatigue is often like subjective and it's non-specific. So it's there's not really a pathway straight from like patient has fatigue. Oh, it's due to this, this, this. They don't really have the answers for that. You can look at like um, underlying stuff, so like neurological stuff or cognitive stuff. But there's not all like sleep disorders. But that's that's sort of all they really got. If if the patient does experience a very like fatigue for a long time or chronically, they have something called chronic fatigue syndrome or CFS that they can diagnose the patient with, but they don't really have the answers to why it happens. So once they, once you come to that chronic fatigue syndrome diagnosis, what, what type of treatments are they recommending? Is there anything major? Because I, I know most people that I've seen with like chronic fatigue syndrome, um, I've just been like, they, they just sort of battle with it day to day. Um, and they haven't really been given an option, hence why they come to see us. So do you know of any, like, I think, uh, definitive uh, answers? Uh, sorry, I don't know about de- definitive um, treatments, but I think that's the difficulty of it, because what I was, was going to kind of add to what Timmy was saying was that fatigue can be due to so many things, like it could be, like, pain. Pain itself can give fatigue, um, mental illness, or even... Uh, like trauma or something can be can lead to things like fatigue so there's so many facets of fatigue to kind of like that sorry there's so many um uh causes of fatigue out there it's 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 hard to kind of pinpoint a um a certain treatment or a certain medicine or anything or remedy if there is any because like a lot of the time uh, the ones that i've seen are very uh mental illness and uh, ptsd or trauma related so 
all you can really go for is kind of like a psychi- psychiatric help in which is out of kind of our realm. Um, so I think it, it, because of the, the huge, like, yeah, the huge spectrum of, um, of fatigue, it's a little bit hard to really nail it on, uh, hit the nail on the head for treatment wise, uh, Western medicine wise anyway. If you guys see something, uh, feel free to me out. <laughs> Just to add on, I think it is, their treatment is based on what, um, they think that the chronic fatigue syndrome is based off. So if it's kind of like mental health, then sometimes they prescribe like antidepressants or um, sleeping pills or things like that. If it's due to pain, then it's kind of just pain medication. So it's, yeah, very non-specific. Mm, exactly. That that whole like, if it's, um, there could also be a case of diabetes um, because their blood, you have a look at like their blood sugar levels, maybe that their insulin is down so they can't process the sugars to like energy and stuff that could be a possible cause but they have to usually do more investigation yeah because i I guess in the medicine side in a way fatigue is just mostly just like the syndrome so you're not necessarily gonna have a whole treatment focused around fatigue it's more of like an offshoot of something that might be a little bit more sinister or um something underlying so you'll see I, i i have i have a i have a certain uh i have a mate of mine who does suffer a lot of fatigue and she does she she suffers fatigue but they always kind of put her through scans they put her through like this and that blood tests and all that just to see what's going on there might be something sinister um and that can be also i mean strenuous in itself um but i I feel like i don't know where i was going with that but that's it's it fatigue is a little bit of a hard one to kind of treat because it's usually just like a a part of what's going on in that same sort of flow, there be, you know, they they come to the doctor, they say they're feeling really fatigued. The doctor runs all these tests. You know, they say, look, it could be caused by this or it could be caused by that. Like, you know, all those things that we just sort of listed. And then the blood works come back and they say, well, look, everything's actually pretty normal. Um, there's just like, you know, tiny little ebbs and flows, but nothing, nothing crazy. And then that, then, you know, that sort of, hit you again mentally it's like well is all this sort of um is all this sort of like in my head like is it you know what what are the options am i just gonna have to live with feeling like this forever you know it's 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 a mental game as well as that physical game um and especially if you can't yeah that'd be really frustrating yeah that's right um you know sort of as practitioners we've got to see that from a patient's point of view and you know they're they're running out of options very quick. Um. Yeah, and it, it's like like I was saying earlier. Like, there's so many things it could be due to. So, um, they it could be it could uh, be due to like something that's unforeseeable or unreadable, unscannable, or whatever. But there could be. It's just that it could be on the complete opposite side of what we're looking for. You know what I mean? And I think that's why um, the Chinese medicine side um, of combating fatigue i feel like that helps a lot because um we're able to analyze things based uh, not based on like you know really intensive scans it's more like what your lifestyle is like uh, uh, other symptoms or other symptoms or syndromes that you might be facing or anything to to really uh, get a get like a the the core idea of why you're feeling fatigued 
I really like that. Yeah, we base you know we base all of our treatments and diagnosis on symptoms, and what we can see and what we can feel, what we can hear. You know, we went through that. Ep- we went through all these things in that episode a couple of weeks ago in an introductory series, um, and you know even throughout an introductory series we talked about like you know the different symptoms and and problems that can arise with different organs. Um, so you know yeah, chronic fatigue and any. Any uh, Western medicine diagnosis, we pick apart and we turn into a Chinese med diagnosis by what we see and what we can, you know, what we can get from the patient. Even if they come in, yeah, I got chronic fatigue syndrome. You know, we go, okay, so what are you feeling? What what symptoms are you getting? What you know? And then we start asking questions and you know, diving a bit deeper than just saying, okay, you got chronic fatigue. This is a good segue, Nick, for you to tell us what what signs and symptoms do you see in someone with chronic fatigue or just general fatigue from a Chinese medicine practitioner point of view? Well, it can sort of be... What do you look for? It can be a range of things. Um, You obviously, you know, obviously their energy levels are going to be quite low. Um, So, you know, you sort of start with there um, and sort of you're asking questions about the energy levels about before all this started as well. Um, so you're trying to find a history and uh, what their normal energy is. So, you know, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, we're not all 10 out of 10 energy, you know, people. We're not all bursting off the walls all the time. You know, um, I feel like I sit normally at a 7 or 8 out of 10 energy level. So if I'm sitting down, you know, below five, I'm feeling pretty run down. Um, so I always ask those sort of questions and you can always, um, you, you're always looking at the sleep, seeing how sleep cycle is, uh, muscle weakness or muscle fatigue, because they're going to feel shitty um, with, with a better, you know, lack of a better word. Um, you know, they're feeling run down. So you want to sort of get to you know, get to feel, get to see how that patient is feeling um, and sort of see what symptoms they're experiencing in that sort of aspect. Do do you look for any, like, physical aspects on the actual patient themselves? So, like, when they come in the door before they even say anything, do you look for any sort of signs or symptoms? Yeah, well, most of these people are, like, you know, they're not, they don't, um, they don't look full of energy. They look tired, you know. Their their face, you might be a bit more pale or a bit more of that, like you know, sunken in complexion. They they come in and they sit down and they sort of, you know, have a big sigh or a big breath. Um, <coughs> they're quite shallow when they talk to just you, just like you just did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're quite shallow when <laughs> they talk to you. You know, they don't. They're they're not fidgety. Um, they're not upbeat type of people because, you know, they're sort of, they're running on, running on fumes. So, you know, and depends on how long they've had it for, you know. So if it's, if it's been, if they've been battling chronic fatigue or uh, fatigue issues for quite a long time, you can see that immediately, you know, and they use your clinic room or treatment room as a bit of a sanctuary where they come and they just let go and they just, you can tell they automatically come and slump down on your chair and, 
you sort of ask questions away and they sort of just potter through answers. Um, that's those type of people. And I think you can ask about their diet and appetite as well. Um, whether they have an appetite, feel like eating, or they just kind of like force themselves to eat. Um, and another thing I like to ask about is their concentration and memory. So I guess these things are all related to the spirit. And I think if someone has this fatigue syndrome, then their spirit is somewhat lacking. So you, that's what Nick was saying. You can see it in their eyes, in the face, and when you ask the questions. So, yeah, super important to ask the right questions. I think also something important to touch on is um, the input and the output of their energy. So let's say um, you get a really busy uh, businesswoman coming in and just like, oh, you know, I'm feeling really tired all the time. Um, and you're like, okay, so what's your schedule like? You know, okay, so 5 a.m. I wake up and I have this, and I have to get ready. I usually have to leave the house by um, 6.30 and then I'm going. I have to t I prepare my two kids too. And then they go to work and then like they come home and they have to make dinner or whatever. And it's just like a huge, like a huge schedule. And they're like, oh, I'm tired all the time. And it's maybe because, you know, you're doing a lot. Um, so I guess for some people, their output is more than others. And um, they might even just come in and just be like, hey, I need a little boost so I can actually keep up with this giant output. Otherwise, when you have someone, um, which which this is where like kind of chronic fatigue kind of comes to mind, where someone that doesn't have too much output but still has no input, um, let's say they don't actually have that much going on, um, which could actually also be the culprit where they, they're at home, they're on the couch every day and they're feeling tired and simply just because they're just not, getting their body moving in in a in a diagnosis uh sense i would say that's more like a chi stagnation where things aren't moving they're not moving their bodies so there's the chi isn't flowing through uh their meridians and they're just feeling slumped and they're feeling heavy and then all types of things can happen and accumulate so input output i feel like is a is a is something that's quite good to touch on when talking to the patient i feel like that is such a good question to ask um and I've never sort of really thought about it, but it comes up in conversation. But to ask that specific question, what is your schedule like? Um, I feel like that is, that is such a good question to ask your patients to sort of, you know, you can you can gauge a lot from that question. Um, you know, I, I often also, also talk about diet, like Charlene was saying, you know, and I run through a patient's diet and, you know, I talk about work and family life and stuff like that but to to ask what their schedule is like and to sort of get a get a grip of like what their day is you know you can you can get so much from that you know sort of like how that pe how that patient eats you know are they are they running around like a headless chook for that you know for that first bit of the morning so you you're really going to say well they're not stopping to eat breakfast um you know and then and are they off to work and they work a busy job, they're not stopping to eat lunch either. And then, you know, when they come home and they eat dinner, well, they're not really, they're, you know, it's, it's a crash by then. And they sort of just push through dinner and then sort of end the day. And you can sort of tell, you know, and this comes back to that chronic fatigue, it's like they're not, um, they're not focusing on their food and not helping it digest properly. Um, and that's why you can feel like quite sluggish and, you know, that that can lead to like dampness accumulation and things like that. So 
yeah, asking that that pivotal question of like, what is your schedule like? Um, I feel like that is that's such a good question, B. Um, and it can yeah lead to so much so much more avenues. Um, you know, even even when you're um, thinking about treatment plans and discussing how how you're going to treat this patient if they're if they're a real busybody, well, you, you know maybe they're not going to maybe they're not willing to come in every week or or twice a week. You know, it depends how how much time you've got. Um, and you know maybe then you're you're going to think about more of the herbs avenue, um, and use acupuncture as a supporting um, aspect, so that you can give herbs for you know for a longer time, so they don't have to come into the clinic, um, because they're such a busybody, or you know on the other end of that, are they using it as a good excuse to get out of the house, um, so you you know you might be able to use that acupuncture as more of the the leading role. You know, it's, I, I feel like that's just such a good question. Thanks, my guy. Thanks. Timmy looks like he's on the edge of the seat. He's about to say something. I've been kind of waiting for <laughs> no. him to say something <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> no, I was just gonna. I was just gonna segue it into sort of syndromes and Chinese medicine side. So, like, it's like in- inquiry is one side of the two-sided of the four-sided coin. That we have for Chinese medicine. Inquiry. I don't know why there's four sides to this coin. Don't ask. Wait, is it five. inquiry or inquiry? <laughs> are you American or are you British? It's like aluminum <laughs> and alum- aluminium. <laughs> is it though? Uh, exactly. no, is it potato, potato. All right, get back to your coin, mate. Ca- caramel and caramel. <laughs> what? Okay. Oregano anyway. and oregano? <laughs> It's origami. <laughs> Oregano. Don't get me started. You made me choke. You made me anyway. choke on my donut. <laughs> um. So, what is the Chinese medicine sort of pathology diagnosis? What do you look for under sort of the skin when you're talking about fatigue? What do you look for? Hmm. What do we look for? Wise? Symptoms and we, I think uh, Nick kind of touched on it. Oh, you're talking about sorry, symptoms, not actual like inspection or anything, right? Yes. Yeah. Like what syndromes? What are you looking at inside the organs or meridians or whatever? Talking about diagnosis. Oh, Charlene mentioned something really. Yeah. So uh, Charlene mentioned something really well, uh, really good before about uh, digestion and um, looking at how what their diets are like and stuff. And um, I think a good way to analyze. At, well, the first thing I usually go for is analyze the spleen. So you talk like that's where we talk about digestion. Obviously, we talk about like you know, your energy levels, or, or if there's a fullness, there's dampness, um, and that could lead the, to the fatigue or, or the spleen not outputting enough spleen chi to kind of keep the body moving. Um, that's one aspect I like looking at. Um, if their digestion is fine, then I go on to something else like the liver. Um, and the liver is more like kind of like the stress side and more of like the mentally ish side where someone's kind of just like, oh, it gets worse with stress. Um, I feel quite sluggish, um, not sluggish, sorry, rather heavy and kind of just lethargic because the liver, uh, liver, the liver is also responsible for the free flow of chi and there's no free flow of chi. There's, um, there's there's going to be fatigue because there's nothing there's nothing moving um so i analyze that um 
after those two, I kind of go towards more either, depending on how I analyze them mentally, if they're more of like, kind of like, oh, you know, uh, I have had some trauma or something going on, then I might go towards maybe the liver and heart, uh, the liver and heart um, interaction where it could be something that's underlying there. That's more a, a, a psychology thing or I could go over the more physiological thing and a, a deeper internal med type and go maybe kidneys involved, I don't know, maybe menopause or something like that. Um, or even uh, even going constitutionally wise, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, no, yeah, uh, body fluid constitutionally wise, blood and chi, that option too. Um, I, I literally just fired at every single organ just now, but... Um, that's kind of like a like a backbone of what I look for. Charlene, you're about to say something, right? Um, no, I was just going to say that you mentioned a good point with the kidneys because I think, I think I also follow the same kind of system to look at the spleen and then the liver and then the heart and then the kidneys. And one thing that I've found is that a lot of people run on like kidney energy, so kind of like adrenaline. So they get like these big bursts of energy or they can do certain things and then it gets to a little bit more long term like you said later in the day or maybe like a week or so on and they find that they're just drained and I think that's more of like a disharmony between the heart and the spleen or um, there's other kind of organs going on and the kidneys just kind of like kicking in to take over when everything else is not really um, working as well as it should be. So I think it's important to consider the kidneys if you do see someone with chronic fatigue syndrome because it has been a bit of a long-term um, condition. So, yeah. yeah, they're literally being worked down down to the bone, like like to the roots of your body. Like they're, they're overworking themselves to the point where their root is exposed, their kidney is exposed. So they're just draining at that and it's literally draining their life force sometimes. Yeah, what you guys were saying is, you know, uh, 100% right and... You know, you can almost look at these things in like triangles. Um, so you got like you got like your spleen and your liver and your kidney and the relationship between them and your spleen and your heart and your kidney and those relationships. You know, you can sort of yeah put put the three organs that you're like looking at into a, into a triangle and like each organ is in the vertices and see where it sort of fits. Like see where that person fits in that triangle. Um, and then you can sort of come up with a bit more of a diagnosis. You know, are they a bit more liver and spleen, but with that underlying kidney? And I think that's, I think what you said before, Charlene, with that um, kidney energy, I think that's that's such a good term to use um, rather than like calling it chi or, you know, yin or yang or anything like that. I think that kidney energy, that it's like that, like like what you were saying, that little boost of adrenaline, um, that sort of just keeps you keeps you going. And then once you hit that wall and that kidney energy just sort of runs out of gas, um, you just, you know, fall flat. I think that is, yeah, such a good term to use because you're not, you're not it's not kidney chi, you're not depleting kidney chi um, or yin or yang. It's, it's that like reserves. It's, it's that little boost of energy that just sort of, you know, you're nos when you need it the most. Um <laughs> yeah, I, think that, I think that I think that's such a good term that's like not Chinese med but really Chinese med related 
Damn. You look. I love how Nick's just throwing out compliments. What is kidney nos? We have kidney chi, <laughs> kidney yin yang, I didn't and know kidney nos. There's already like kidney ching. There's kidney essence. Now there's kidney nos. My brain is like, what's happening? Right you're at now? your wits. Yeah, your wits end of energy. All of a sudden, you hear, mm. and you're like, hold on. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Let me just press my nos button. <laughs> For me personally, when I think of kidney energy in a patient that is, or that I think should be weak and deficient, um, and I feel their pulse, sometimes I'm surprised because their kidney is still strong. So it's not as deep or as weak as I'm expecting it to be. Um, It's kind of a little bit taut and stronger. And so in that kind of, in my mind, makes me think, that the kidney is taking over a lot of the functions that maybe the spleen or the heart should be doing because their pulses are weak. So that's what I think of when I think of kidney energy. Does that make sense? You still look confused. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like I get what you're trying to say. Like I agree with you as well. But if you had to fo- like solely focus from like the Chinese medicine side, the kidney's function is not to produce the chi or the blood no that's why i call it kidney energy because it's not specifically the chi or the blood um i guess you could maybe attribute it to the kidney fire the like you know the mingmen fire that helps to support the rest of the body it's kind of like the only thing that's holding up the body right now the fire in the heart and the digestive system isn't working properly so you've just got one root supporting this entire body when there should be all these other like in next triangle the heart fire should be supporting it as well as the digestion but you don't have those two points you've just got this kidney fire this kidney energy yeah you, if you think of like a tree yes, no if you think of a tree <laughs> yeah i like that that's like, been battered the mingmen fire is the only thing that's heating the body yeah yes i'm a tree yeah, think of a tree that's been like battered, um, you know, a hurricane comes through or something, something crazy, and it knocks most of the tree down, um, and it's only got, it's only got some roots left, you know, that tree, the tree's battling, um, but the roots of the tree is are still strong because they're in the ground, um, and you you know you can think of your roots as your kidneys, um, and you got to sort of come back and rebuild from the roots. So, you know, think of a patient this way. They they overwork themselves. They, you know, they don't sleep properly because they're working 12, 13-hour days. Uh, they're not eating, so there's no spleen support. Um, you know, they've got a lot of family stress as well because they're working these 12 to 13-hour days. You know, they've got uh, marital issues and family issues and family connection issues, so their heart's been battered, Um work stress as well, so their liver is at at its peak. You know, all these things are happening on the outside. Um but they're they're running on that kidney energy and you know, they're running on that adrenaline that that just keeps pushing them by. Um and normally that that kind of stops at the treatment door. You know, they come in, they they sit down and then it explodes. Um you know, and that's and that's when, from an acupuncturist's point of view, we sit down, we pick them up. You know, we use that. You will use the acupuncture to support 
all of those things and we use that next 20 to 30 minutes as as a stop, you know, as a recharge. Um, just lay down on the table. Don't talk. Don't do anything. Just let your body relax. Um, and I think that's that's where that kidney energy comes from. You know, it holds up. It holds them up and it keeps them going until they they need to stop. I had Any a... Explanation, um, <coughs> I had a uh, patient. I feel like that this kind of like uh, ties in where... I always I always talk about this patient because it was dope. But basically, they come in because they had feel, been feeling really run down, and they were feeling really like out of it. And I was asking all the, I was asking all the questions like, "What's your day like?" And they were, they mentioned how they were very uh, very busy and constantly doing stuff, constantly occupied. And then when they were when it was time to eat, they would go for like. You know, not very nutrition, uh, nutritionist, nutritional, <laughs> not very good food. Nutritious. Nutritious. That's the word I'm uh, looking for. I just brain farted. That's my, that's my word stuff off not today. Not enough hey, nutrition. Um, not enough nutritional. Not enough nutritional. Um, but they just weren't eating very good foods. Uh, they would, they would go for a chocolate bar over like, uh, for a snack and stuff like that. And it's just, it wasn't overall very good and they wanted to change that. So I sat them down. I'm like, okay, you're obviously living a life that you're not really happy with right now in terms of just like lifestyle wise. Let me sort out, sort out uh, your fatigue. You're, you're feeling really tired, really run down. Let me kind of like boost your energy, but also just keep it going. And I did a very typical um, liver chi stagnation treatment uh, where, you know, get the four gates, um, tonify liver, tonify spleen, and then tonify the chi and blood just to get them going. Um, the next week they come back and they were like, yeah, I feel great. Um, and it was that little kickstart that put them into gear and, you know, they came back and they're like, oh, I've started a, a new diet and I actually really love it because it gives me a lot of energy. I can keep up with the day. I, I feel mentally awake and not clouded. And it's kind of just like, sometimes it's just that little bit. Maybe I think in that, in that moment, I guess, because I did also work on the kidney a little bit, just kind of just to have the root of it and then have the other stuff going. Um, I, as I as I tonified that that kidney as well as like pushed everything else, it was kind of just like smooth sailing from then on. And then it kicked kicked them into gear, got them going, and then they never came back after that because I don't think they needed to. <laughs> I like it's to think that anyway. But as a know. practitioner, you know. No, that's probably yeah. it. Yeah, you always have to I think have- that. I have two questions. First one, what acupuncture points did you do? And second one, do you work, like what lifestyle or diet recommendations would you kind of tell this person because they wanted to change their diet, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think from what I remember, it was quite a, quite a, like a basic acupuncture because the, the, the acupuncture sets because this was while I was in student clinic. So I'm trying to think about what I did because I was like two years, two years ago, I'm not sure, <laughs> two or three years ago. Um, or what would you do now if yeah, you saw the it, patient? Because if you can't remember specifically, like yeah. what, yeah, what points would you use? From memory, I think it was just like a four gates, a yin tang, um, stomach 36, uh, liver eight, um, kidney three. And I think I did it. Yeah, I did kidney three and I think I might have done kidney six. 
Um, but they were, they were ba- that was basically like the um, the crux of it. I think there might have been specific ones that she wanted to target specifically, or they want to target specifically. Um, and then that was that's where I'd put in maybe a different point here and there. Uh, in terms of lifestyle changes, um, I did suggest to stick to a routine, um, to have a routine going that way. Uh, you can kind of, if you change your routine to a more healthier way, it keeps you accountable for it. Um, as well as being the fo- first focal point is being sleep and diet. Cause I feel like those are the two, two things that, um, do dictate your energy throughout the day. Um, so just as long as she's eating right, eating well, uh, eating on time and also getting enough, uh, an, uh, enough sleep, uh, sleeping early and waking up at a, a sufficient time where you can get up and have your full 16 hours a day and nine hours of sleep mathematically. Yeah. Eight hours and of that sleep. Comes, but yeah. And that comes back to the spleen. You know, the spleen is governs digestion and also governs the sleep as well. Um, so, so yeah, you know, all of those aspects come back to the spleen, sort of most avenues point towards there. Um, and yeah, yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I personally Nick. feel like guilty to use, um, to use those bare bones points, you know, that liver, f- like it's like that. It, it's a good treatment. Um, it's, it's a great treatment. But I just feel guilty. It's like, am I doing enough mentally? <laughs> <laughs> no, I get like, you. I get like, you. This is what that's this why. I, that's why. I like, but it's like, is this enough? <laughs> no, you you couple it with other stuff. Like, I feel like yeah, that no, you you have no. those that are always going to be there, and then you kind of like tweak it a little bit to specifically to that patient because not everyone has like liver cheese stag, and that's it. It's like liver cheese stag yeah, with no. like underlying kidney deficiency or something. You know what I'm saying? But using those like. I was going to say, I think ear acupuncture is actually really good for chronic fatigue um, or like stress related. You can just put in some like Shenmen, some heart, even for sleep, like similar type of points. And then you can do the pellets and they can take them home with them. So I think ear is actually really good to incorporate for those patients as well. I think ear acupuncture is possible. Especially if it's very psychological based. Yeah, and so underutilized, like especially in my own clinic. Um, I, I just I don't use it enough. Um, yeah, I, I know there's this one point in the ear that you can use, like the adrenal cortex, especially for patients that um, came in for, like Charlene was saying before, how they'd run down to the bone, uh, adrenal cortex, and like helping them boost that sort of like so that their like their adrenal glands I don't know the hormone like <laughs> helps balance it back up because they've used it so often it's it's so funny <laughs> when you talk about like the ear and the connections of the ear and then like that that's connect that connection to like western medicine and the connection to chinese medicine and using acupuncture it gets all very muddy water you know yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> uh, um, but maybe we'll search for a maybe we'll search for an ear acupuncture specialist or somebody that uses it quite often and get them onto the podcast. So stay tuned, Dom. That'd be interesting. It is, mm, um, yeah, because I, I know personally. Uh, what I don't herbs did you guys use? Herbs. <laughs> <laughs> herbs. Uh, if someone says depending on a patient, oof. 
Another 20 minutes spiel of the pandemic. <laughs> I was no, very I close to go, saying that, Adam. I normally go spleen wise. Um, you know, we, I want to support that digestion and the sleep and get their chi and their energy, their blood back to where it's meant to be. Uh, you know, that's, that's normally the root cause of all of these issues. Um, and then, you know, obviously, if you've got the mental health side of things and. Uh, you can obviously target the kidney yin and heart yin, uh, with like a greepy tongue type of type of formula. Um, but yeah, probably using like a Shenling Bajusan as like a base um, and take an ad from that. Or if it's liver, you can use like a Shaoyao San. So yeah, it depends on your syndromes. Oh, like a Chai Hu Shugan. Um, or yeah. Mm. A lot of options. Or a A lot of options. And a lot of these... There are a, a lot, lot of, of these formulas. Yeah, and a lot of these formulas share a lot of herbs. Um, you know, so there's a lot of those common common base herbs mostly uh, helping the spleen there. Um, so you just sort of I've, I've mix and match. I have a question for y'all. Um, since Renshin, uh, the rules around Renshin has changed, do you tend to see that a lot prescribed nowadays for things like fatigue and energy, like low energy patients and stuff like that? What rules were changed? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Just no. because in, not recently, the like the last, like yeah, the, yeah, the science list and that. Um, yeah, but it's it's still it's, like. It's not commonly used as much, or it's they expensive. like decrease. You can still get it. Yeah, you can still get it. It's sorry. Still get it, <laughs> oh no, no, no! You can still get it, hundred percent. But I'm, I think I think because of the the, the rule change. Yeah, I'm not really hundred percent the rules either. But from the rule change, I'd assume that the the price of Renshin in general, because it was already pretty high, it would increase a little bit more. So maybe Probably. some people would omit it or not, or like, or would keep it in or keep it, have a less of it, and then you have to find a replacement. But in terms of just Renshin, uh, and also, sorry, also considering that it's super, it's a very hot herb. So for some patients like uh, menopausal patients, it's not very good because it introduces another heat into it. Um, do, you guys, do you guys have anything, like as in, do you guys use Renshin that much when it comes to fatigue patients? Or do you see it be used? Or what, what, do, you, what do you guys think? Or would you use it yourself still? I, w- I would still use it. Um, I think you can balance out the the temperature. Like, you can balance out the hot and cold in your formula with different herbs. And I think Renshin is, like, the top for chi tonics. And if someone is super fatigued and it is that chi deficiency, then I do want to help them with the best herbs. And I think Renshin is one of the best herbs for that. But yeah, I don't use it all that much because it's expensive. Um, and <laughs> <you know>. Facts. <laughs> That's real life. I it's true budget. though. My it's so expensive. Budget, you know. Um, it's so funny when you and there used are a lot to like of other it, all the herbs. Oh, oh. Uh, I was just gonna say there are a lot of <laughs> oh. other supporting herbs um, that you can use as well. So, you, you know, you don't always have to go to the best. <laughs> Like, well, it depends, yeah, mate. Depends on the patient. 
Tom. I just I just remember in student clinic how we we would there you go. Xiao Yao. Yeah, any side It's pretty good. If you're thinking spleen. Oh yeah, that's fine. Oh, mm. I was just about to say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all those um, I just remember in clean. in student clinic, I just wanted to say this really quick before I end up cut up anyone else. Um, I just remember in student clinic how we're making formulas and then um, you put in Renshin and goes from like maybe $12 to like 50 bucks. And you're like, whoa, all right, nah, let's just get rid of that. <laughs> that's, that's so Especially legit. the raws. Yeah. That oh, is so legit. Too real, but I can't. Ugh. So All right. <laughs> it is the best for a reason. Well, that's true. It is that's the true. best for a reason. All right, before we cut off real quick, how are we feeling about fatigue and COVID and the lockdowns and that? Woo! Well, that's a whole Yo, other my, topic. My energy... Oh, is it a whole other topic? It is a whole other topic. <laughs> oh, you... Uh, but you said you wanted to talk down. about it today. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I did. I did. Then we ran out of time. But no, it's... Okay. Um, All right. Well, I we'll, see save, a lot. we'll save it for next time. No, no, it's here. <laughs> nah, nah, I look, you said another topic. <laughs> I see it a lot in in um, people now because they're, like you were saying before, be, they're doing a lot less. Um, sitting around on the couch, being stagnant. Um, and, you know, that's that's no fault of their own. Um, they, especially here in Melbourne, we, we legit have nothing to do. Um, and if you're not... If you're not an outdoorsy type of person, if you don't really like to go for a walk, um, you know it's it's you know it is no fault of your own that that's that's sort of what's happening. Um, so yeah, I do see it a lot more. People that are run down, uh, less motivated, just people that can't be bothered. Um, you know, it's the climate at the moment. Getting very frustrated with the situation. Um, which leads to, yeah, a lot of that fatigue, a lot of that stress, just a lot of that being overwhelmed, um, all that type of type of stuff. Yeah, I feel that. I, I am mental, so unmotivated. Mental strain as well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just, <laughs> just you casually, I am so unmotivated. I am so unmotivated. Real. <laughs> I think also like the mental strain or like the unknown kind of worrying about what's going to happen like what if our cases don't go down what if they continue also plays a role in that like fatigue and stressing your body out if your mind is stressed then I think your body's naturally going to follow so yeah take a breath Lock- yeah lockdown fatigue is a real thing like being tired of just being having the same routine of just getting up and doing nothing. Um, and we've been doing, well, how long have we been in lockdown for? Yeah. Eight or nine uh, weeks. Since, since July. Like, yeah. Since July. I mean, I mean, since July for the first leg, sorry, second leg, but the first leg was like, since like March or something like that. Or mm. May, I don't remember. Every, every month the same. I now. think, I feel like March. I've been in lockdown since I've gotten back to Melbourne. I think I got ah, like January and, I swear that I have been in lockdown ever since I've gotten back. Yeah, it's still 2018 for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just by, I think you guys got back year. earlier, right? Oh, yeah, a tad earlier. Yeah. A tad earlier. And I worked for about a couple months, and then and that took over for a bit. 
Because, I mean, Christmas is just void because of retail. Um, and then, all of a sudden, bang, lockdown. And I'm like, cool, alright, I'm stuck inside. You know, nothing to do. Which was cool for the first couple of months, but now I'm just like, I have nothing to do anymore. I started a <laughs> scrapbook, I started producing music, and now I've finished a scrapbook, and I'm tired of producing music, and I'm like, now what? <laughs> it really gets like that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, that's the true grind. Um, everybody's going through this. And, we, you know, like you said, it's, we've been in these lockdowns since March. Um, so everybody's hitting that wall. Um, so it's good to just sort of use this time to just take a deep breath, go get some acupuncture. We're all open again. <laughs> yeah. I'm not at the moment. <laughs> I'm open again. <sighs> Uh, anyways, yeah, good on you. Anyways, <laughs> let's sign off. As always, thank you for listening to the Forever Young podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and join our Facebook discussion page. And, and as always, we're the Forever Young podcast, and you'll hear from us next time. Bye. bye. I didn't say my joke. Bye. <laughs>